1: Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this is going to be a good one. I've got a uh, an old friend. I won't say old like old, but I've known her for a while. And uh, we actually met years ago at a little event where there were a handful of us uh, quote-unquote experts in the field of natural health and nutrition speaking. And I heard her speak, and it was the most... A uh, comprehensive and i thought uh informative uh speech i've ever heard on essential oils aromatherapy and uh, how to use that stuff why it works how it works how to tell if you've got good stuff or bad stuff uh what's safe to use in what way what isn't safe to use in other ways what's safe for kids all of that type of stuff she covered a ton of details and I was really just blown away because, frankly, at the time, and this is, I don't even know how many years ago this is, but probably over a decade or two, probably two decades maybe ago. It's been a long time anyway. Um, I, she was very busy at her little table after that event and for good reason. So I stood in line and waited my turn and then introduced myself and said, I need to know who you are. Because at that time, I was very much a novice uh, with essential oils and uh, didn't know the ins and outs of them. And frankly, hadn't seen or heard a lot of resources on essential oils that I thought were particularly credible or useful. And so it was very cool that not only had I found someone who obviously knew what she was talking about, but she also lived in the state of Utah, only about an hour away from me. So I had to know her, and since then, we've become friends. I've carried her wonderful brand of products, uh, Purify, uh, and I just absolutely have had better success working with her and with her oils, with my customers, than anything that we've ever had at Vitality Nutrition, and I'm still a very big, loyal fan and user of her products myself. So I want to introduce to you my friend. Her name is Holly Draper. Holly, Welcome to Vitality Radio.
2: Jared, thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
1: So I just tooted your own horn for you, or tooted your horn for you, but uh, (laughs) will you tell me where, how you got into this stuff? Make sure that my listeners understand kind of what your background is and why I consider you or how you became to be a essential oil expert.
2: I would love to. Thank you. So It all started for me with preparedness. I'm super, super into preparedness and self-sustaining, that kind of um, stuff and education. So I was preparing, getting food storage and stuff like that when I started thinking. At that time, I had four very young children, and I thought, what happens if something big happens and we don't want to go to the hospitals or we don't want to go you know, um, to the doctor's offices, like a plague or something like that. Or we can't, you know, how am I going to take care of my kids? And at that time, I didn't know anything. So I started with uh, learning herbalism, like herbology and learning about herbs, because that was the only like alternative kind of healthy thing that I knew about. My mom did herbs. So I started there. I quickly was exposed to essential oils, and I had never heard of them before. This was in my young married life. And um, I had never heard of them before. But Literally the first time I was introduced to them, I felt like it was that aha moment almost as if the heavens opened and stopped time. And I literally kind of felt like I already love them. You know what I mean? Like I was just instantly drawn to them. I switched my studies from herbs into essential oils and I went really far. I, am, I actually went and got a master's degree in aromatherapy. I think this is super interesting, but I'm the only person in the state of Utah to have a master's degree in aromatherapy. And uh, there's so much aromatherapy stuff that goes on here and yet I'm the only one that has gone and gotten the education in it. So I think that's super interesting. Um, also, I'm a certified clinic, arom- clinical aromatherapist I am the highest certification you can get internationally as an aromatherapist is an ARC-registered aromatherapist, and I am that. So I am the highest accredited aromatherapist in the state of Utah. Uh, Since then, I started my own essential oil line because uh, there are differences in qualities, like you mentioned a little bit before, in the quality of essential oils. So I started my own line to have the quality essential oils that I wanted to use and have them available for my clients. Um, So I founded Purify Skin Therapy Essential Oil Line, and um, I'm the formulator of those blends that we carry in that line. Since then, I also went and got a second master's degree in health and wellness, and I also founded uh, our sister company, Purify Wellness Center, It's in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and we have a Himalayan salt cave and we have yoga and we do massage and foot zone and, um, you know, infrared light therapy and aura mapping. So we do all kinds of wellness things that we've brought together, but I love, love, love holistic alternative things that are really healthy and good for our bodies. I'm very, very drawn to those kind of things.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And I it's funny, you know, whenever someone like you or I get invited onto a show like this, you know, we have to tell everybody why someone who would want us to be on their show. And it sounds a little self-aggrandizing, but it's important because there are, especially in today's day and age, you mentioned a couple of things that I thought were really interesting. You said, you know, what if there was a plague, right? And we're talking way back when. Well, there kind of was one a few <laughs> years ago, right? Yep. <clears throat> and uh, I mentioned the word expert, and we learned that not all experts are created equally uh, during said plague. And so I always have to make sure that my guests are willing to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I know. Uh, this is why you can you know, take my words as uh, someone that has some authority to speak about them. So I appreciate that. Uh, and by the way, the facility in Pleasant Grove, I was given a tour of it a year or so ago, and it is, it's is—it's pretty awesome. I love that place. In fact, Thank I need you. to get in again because I think you've added a bunch of stuff since the last time I was there. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into this. Uh, I want to try to provide for the people listening to this podcast a user's guide to essential oils and aromatherapy as much as we can sneak into one hour of conversation. And so we're going to start with some basics. So for those of you who feel like you're well-versed in essential oils, don't worry. We're going to get into some more detail and some stuff that I bet you you will learn from and that you probably did not know. Uh, But we are going to start with some basics for people that were like I was was uh, novice in this and have really wanted to understand it. So the first question I have is really simple. What is an essential oil?
2: Easy one. Okay. So um, we all, some, many of us grow our own, own plants and herbs, right? And so say you grow rosemary out in your garden and that is the herb. You can use that herb fresh. You can cut it up and put it on your food. Um, that's basically, you know, fresh produce and herb type application, you can uh, make that herb into a tincture, which strengthens the concentration of the medicinal qualities of that herb. Um, you know, so you can make tinctures and use herbs in different ways. Um, the cool thing about essential oils is they are the strongest version of plant medicine that we have. And so versus herbs and tinctures, essential oils can be 50 to hundred times stronger than herbal applications. And so it's the very, very strongest, um, most concentrated plant or phytochemicals. Phytochemicals just means they're natural chemicals found in plants that we have access to. So if you're using them in, in a medicinal or a setting for wellness and you want something really, really strong and concentrated, essential oils are far more concentrated than herbal tinctures, or Herbal herbal poultices, or any of that application. Now, you've also heard of homeopathy. So homeopathy on the spectrum, sorry, let me get in the camera here, is on the far end. Homeopathy is the weakest source. They actually purposefully dilute, 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 dilute thousands of times the herb down until there is no um, chemical structure of the herb left in the homeopathy. It's just very, very dilute. Well, essential oils is on the other end of that spectrum. It's the strongest. And so I love essential oils because when you use them, they're very, very fast acting. They go really, really deep into the body. And because they are oil-based, not and so all herbs and herbal tinctures are water-based, Um, But because these are oil-based, that's why we call them essential oils, they actually penetrate the body in different ways and it works better. For example, our cells have a, a lipid membrane, a fatty membrane. And water does not penetrate our skin. Otherwise, if we go swimming, we're in bad luck, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So water doesn't penetrate our skin as well as oil substances do. And our cells, same thing, because they have a lipid structure. And so essential oils, because of their oil nature, can penetrate our skin um, way faster, way more effectively, and into our cells. And so they just work different. It's like herbal medicine on steroids, and I just have loved essential oils. I was, like I mentioned before, I just have always been drawn to them since I've known about them and love how fast and effective they can be. Now they are and should be straight plant material. There shouldn't be anything else mixed in them. Um, But they are, are taken from the plant by either steam distillation or cold press. So we um, take the essential oils from the plant matter, Um, but they're very, very, very concentrated. And it takes a lot of plant material to create Um, essential oils. For example, about, I mentioned rosemary before, out in your garden, you would have to harvest 350 pounds of rosemary raw plant material and to distill that down to make one pound of rosemary essential oil. And so it just takes a huge amount of plant material to create essential oils. That's why you use one drop at a time. They're very, very concentrated Did that answer any other part that I missed there?
1: No, I think that's great. And with that, I was going to ask this question later, and maybe we can dig into it a little bit here and maybe a little bit later too. But because they are so concentrated, you do have to use wisdom in how you use them, right? Especially when it comes to with children and things like that.
2: One thousand percent. So because they're so concentrated There's huge safety, like on every oil, any oil you can get too much of, and it is actually harmful for your body because it overwhelms your liver with a bunch of chemicals. And it's like any pharmaceutical medication. You would never think that, oh, I can just go into the pharmacy and take as many of any prescription that I want. You would never think that. And so essential oils, you kind of think more, it's like plant medicine. It's more like a medicine where there are safety issues, where they're not safety issues with the herbal version of the plant. There can be safety issues. So you're exactly right. Um, Some essential oils are safe for adults, but they're not safe for kids or babies or pregnant women or the ailing elderly. So you do have a lot of safety issues when it comes to essential oils. That's exactly right.
1: Right. And another thing that uh, you brought to my attention that I'd never thought of, and maybe it's because I'm not a pet owner, but pets, we have to be a little cautious of as well, right?
2: Exactly. They're like, uh, you would treat them in the baby to kid categories. You have to understand a dog or a cat has way less um, weight and size to their body than humans do, right? Like a a fraction of our weight and size, depending on the size of the animal, clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you would have to adjust that dosage. You can use essential oils on dogs and most animals. I actually don't recommend them for cats because cats cannot metabolize off essential oils like humans and dogs and horses can and the essential oil actually just recycles in their bloodstream and the toxicity can build up really fast so i actually don't recommend a lot of essential oil use for cats it can get really toxic in their body unless you know exactly what you're doing so but with dogs with horses with other animals they're amazing yeah
1: okay it's just used wisely of course exactly okay so then the big question i think that well i I won't say that i think that people have, I know it's the big question that people have, because it's the question I hear constantly uh, at Vitality about essential oils is, which brand's the best what how do i know if i have a good brand does it matter if it's organic you know it's all like these quality and purity type questions so obviously you're biased you love your brand you formulated your brand it's just like i always tell people when i talk about my products i'm a biased person talking about this but i have educated myself as to why i feel like i can speak this way so Why is it, a better question might be, why is it that you formulated Purify Skin Therapy Essential Oils in the way that you have? What do you feel like are the, you know, kind of the pitfalls of quality and purity with essential oils? Uh, How have you avoided them with your brand, that sort of thing?
2: Excellent question. Okay. Okay. So as I was going through my master's degree, I didn't really understand the full depth of this until I went through my master's degree and really, really studied all the safety, all the application, all how essential oils actually go into our bodies and how they work. But it turns out if they're not very, very pure um, or a very, very good quality, they don't act the same and they can actually harm us. And so the thing that I am most passionate about is remember my rosemary example you have to take 350 pounds of the rosemary plant to distill it down to make one pound of rosemary essential oil cake. Okay? imagine if that plant had been sprayed by pesticides herbicides larvicides insecticides and chemical fertilizers and it was 350 pounds full of chemicals that are actually quite toxic also to humans you see that then mm-hmm. if it's uh, non-organic and it's been sprayed with all these things and you distill that down interestingly enough those chemicals those pesticides herbicides larvicides come through the distillation process and end up concentrated in your essential oil So in one pound of of, uh, rosemary oil, you would have all the pesticides, herbicides, larvicides, insecticides, and chemical fertilizers that was sprayed on 350 pounds of plant material. And in your mind, you can say, crap, that's a lot of chemicals in that oil. You see what I'm saying? So with essential oils, Having them be certified organic is my big thing. It's crucial and it's why I started my company because when being here in Utah, I looked around me at the uh, local companies around here and turns out there was not a single essential oil company that actually had organic essential oils. Now, let me show you how to tell an organic essential oil because it's so simple to tell. I'm just going to grab some here behind me. Like any other product, when you go into the Jared's Vitality uh, health food store, like any other product you would see there, if it's actually organic, it has the USDA organic seal right on the label. And then you say, okay, this lime oil, it's organic. The seal is right on there. You can actually verify it. There's USDA. Sites where you can go on and check the company that their organic certification is correct and current and verify that but that's but that's basically how you tell an organic essential oil. So everybody go look at your essential oils pull out your bottles and if your essential oils don't have the USDA organic seal. Right on the label i'm going to tell you you don't have an organic oil, you have what we call conventional. It has been sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, no matter what they say, if people don't go to the trouble to actually certify their their products as being organic, it's because they can't because they're not organic. They have been sprayed in some way. Every company that actually is buying and paying the price and sourcing truly organic material is proud to show that. Does that make sense? And so that's that's with any product like lotions or food, organic food, right? And so that's how you tell
1: okay but not all purify skin therapy essential oils are organic you also have what's known as wild crafted right true so, so there, let's talk about the difference
2: yes so there is wild crafted and sadly there's not a certification for it so it's it's a trickier but wild crafted essential oils are from trees or bushes or plants or roots that have not been sprayed but they're different than certified organic. So, certified organic is where you take organic, for example, lavender starts and you plant them in an organic farm that hasn't sprayed chemicals on their soil for years and years. It has to be a certain amount of years that they cannot use any kind of um, f- chemical fertilizer on mm-hmm. that soil. They have to have organic plants that they plant in there and they have to raise them organically. That's organically farmed, like lavender is, right? But wildcrafted is a plant that grows where it spontaneously grows in nature. It is not planted. If somebody says, oh, I planted a field of wildcrafted crop, it's not wildcrafted because wildcrafted means it grows spontaneously by nature. The plant just wants to grow there like a weed, like dandelions grow here in Utah, you know the plant just grows, it cannot be sprayed by anything. It cannot have been sprayed by anything and it has to be harvested ethically and sustainably. So you can't go in to an area and clean out all the crop. You have to do it ethically and sustainably. So that is what wildcrafted is. And we do have about 15 to 18% of our essential oils are wildcrafted. And then all the rest, probably about 85% of our essential oils are USDA certified organic we don't even carry the conventional or sprayed oils because i don't want anything to do with that quality.
1: Yeah. All right. Excellent. But
2: if it is wild crafted, it will say on the label. And then, like i said, there's no there's no seal like there is USDA certification for it, but it does say ours do say wild crafted on the label.
1: Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much. I think that's really important information for people because there are i mean, you can get essential oils at walmart now right right i mean when you and i met uh the idea of walmart carrying lavender oil you know was nuts you might find a artificially scented lavender candle or something but the fact that they actually carry actual essential oils but of course whenever you're cost cutting to get your oils down to five dollars a bottle you're certainly not going to be certifying them organically and i'm sure the concentration and everything suffers as well okay so
2: can i say one uh, more thing about that yeah please and even in because I actually source with my education I actually source our essential oils from about 25 different countries around the world so I'm the one that actually sources the essential oils for purify skin therapy and there is a big difference also even in organic quality cuz there's food grade organic essential oils and then there's non food grade even inorganic essential oils and clearly food grade and I mean there isn't even if if the, if an essential oil is non organic i will tell you with all of my education i will tell you it's not ingestible so it's not food grade if it's not even organic it has to be organic at a minimum to be food grade to actually ingest an essential oil otherwise you're just ingesting too many chemicals but even in organic essential oils i have found a wide range of quality so just because it's organic there's a couple brands out there nationwide that i can think of that actually are organic that are actually super low quality oils so um, it does make a difference, and where you source them, and how they're certified, and how they're obtained, and 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 who is sourcing them. Yeah, for sure. All
1: right, thank you so much. I think that's all really important information, and hopefully useful to, to those listening. So now let's talk a little bit more about the uses of essential oils. I've written down a handful of different ways that I personally have used essential oils that I know customers of mine have used essential oils. The most common would definitely be topical, I think. Um, and then probably uh, diffusing oils might mm-hmm. be number two. Um, nebulizing oils. There are some people that nebulize oils. There's also internal use, and there's always a ton of question marks about that for people. And then even cleaning and sanitizing with essential oils. So I've got a handful of these things. Let's go through them one at a time. First, let's talk about in uh, external topical use on the Skin. Um, How would you use an essential oil that way optimally? Uh, Where would it be put? Um, What oils, you know, maybe shouldn't be used that way? Uh, Let's get into that.
2: All right. So um, I would say the most common application of essential oils and the safest is inhalation when you diffuse it or nebulize it. But we'll get to that next. So we're going to topical, but a lot of people just are pouring essential oils on their body and they're they, they're using them incorrectly. And so they're not getting the benefits that they want out of them because of, of just use. Topical application is when you're treating like a localized area, for example, a bruise. I think I used to teach a class where I had a bruise on the back of my leg, like this big, and it was just black. (laughs) And I of course applied lots of awesome essential oils to it and it healed up really, really quick. So wounds, essential oils are amazing for wounds. They can alleviate pain, like painful muscles, tight muscles, you know, in the shoulders and stuff like that. Um, So for physical things, Uh, sores, rashes, skin rashes, even um, like anything physical, topical or in that location for mosquito bites, bug bites, they're fantastic, you know, stuff like that. Now with topical application, there is a wide range of um, safety issues. So mostly when you're applying a topical application, you're diluting the essential oil because they're really, really, really concentrated as we talked about. And they're really strong. And some people's skin, because the essential oil is so strong, when they put it on their skin, they literally will get a reaction, Um, especially if they have uh, uh, sensitivities or allergies to certain plants. You know, essential oils are plant materials. So if you have an allergy to rosemary, don't use rosemary essential oil because it will trigger that allergy, right? So you have to have some sense there. And then, of course, with topical application, there's dilution. You can dilute essential oils all the way down to one percent so literally you take one drop of essential oil in 99 drops of carrier oil and apply that that's for younger people like with babies you actually do go that diluted in if it's a good essential oil that you have and a pure essential oil it still has amazing benefits Um, and you dilute it down and then you're talking it's more like an herbal but it goes into the body in different ways like we talked about does that Mm -hmm. make sense it's more of a diluted application but it still penetrates like an essential oil so it's really awesome but um, for most people, you dilute them in some way um, to apply them. Now, with uh, mosquito bites, like I talked about, where you have like a bite and it's really itchy and, and painful and so on, you wouldn't dilute. But you're only putting like one drop right on that bite. You, mm-hmm. you know, so you're, And so you go all the way from 1% dilution all the way up to non-diluted. But again, it depends on the health of the person, the age of the person. What they're using it for the oil you're using um you know so those are kind of complex questions there but for the most part you would dilute an essential oil and rub it onto your muscles um
1: all right stuff like that, so, Did that answer that question <laughs> yeah but quick question because you brought up a couple of points that i think are important carrier yeah. oil for people oh. unaware what is a carrier oil and uh, do you have some favorites
2: I do. So just to explain to you, too, the difference between an essential oil and a carrier oil is essential oils are not greasy. Some people think, oh, I'm going to be putting this on and it's greasy. No, essential oils, if they're good quality, penetrate right into the skin, go into the skin really, really fast. And they are not greasy and they're actually quite volatile, which means the once you take them out of the bottle, the essential oil um, chemicals can actually diffuse into the air and go into your skin really, really quick. Uh, a carrier oil is a fixed or a base oil, and my favorite ones are jojoba oil. I love jojoba oil; it's actually the oil that is closest to our skin's natural sebum, so our skin really loves jojoba oil and will will soak mm-hmm. it in. I also really love a good organic grapeseed oil, a really high quality grapeseed oil. I'm not talking the kind you buy in like grocery stores, but a really high quality grapeseed oil actually um, is non. What's the word? I can't think of it. Non-comedogenic; it doesn't cause you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your pores to get built up and cause acne. I think that's the word. Forgive me if I didn't say that right. I can't remember the word, but okay. it's also uh, really good for the skin. Any kind of skin can tolerate grapeseed oil, apricot seed, avocado seed oil. Any of those like greasy fixed oils You are carrier oils, which you use to dilute an essential oil. Now you can't use water as a carrier oil to dilute essential oils because it's like putting um a, olive oil in water and they don't mix. Does that make right. sense? And so it's an oil base. You have to have a carrier oil, oil-based to dilute the essential.
1: What about fractionated coconut? I know that's a really commonly used one.
2: That is a commonly used one. And in my education, I actually learned that the molecules of coconut oil are extremely large. We're talking extremely, think of the coconut seed. Think how big mm-hmm. that seed is compared to the seed of another plant, right? So mm-hmm. Um, not only is the seed really, really big, but the molecules in that oil are really large. And I actually learned that it does not penetrate into Caucasian skin or, um, most races skins as much as you think it would. Now it does, I've heard it penetrates better into like Polynesian type skin, like Islander type skin that, but it makes sense because it comes from those areas. Right. 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 (laughs) And so, um, it penetrates that better, but I've heard that it does not penetrate. And I've actually heard that it, it will hold the essential oils on your skin, hold them on the outside of your skin and hold them, keep up the, keep the oil from penetrating until it literally is wiped off by your clothes or by something. And Very so I, interesting. I don't use coconut essential oil for, sorry, coconut uh, as a carrier oil, oil mm-hmm. because And you'll see if you use it, it stays oily on your skin for so long. And I don't like that. I like something to get in my skin and do its job.
1: (laughs) Does that make sense? All right, all right, good to know. Um, Okay, and so uh, let's see that. I think that mostly, oh, what about, Placement. Uh, I get a lot of people asking, do I put it on my feet? Do I put it on my spine? You know, where do I put it if I'm putting it topically uh, for kind of general use? Obviously, if you've got a bite, you're putting it on the bite. But for other things, uh, people that want to use, say, lavender oil for calming uh, and they want to use it topically. uh, How do you suggest it be used that way?
2: Interesting that you say that. For calming, the best application is inhalation because the stress of your calming is in your brain and the best application for essential oils to get straight into your brain is inhalation. You want to breathe it into your nose and it will go straight into your brain the fastest and start relieving like emotional stuff or calming or anxious or not being calm. But if you are applying essential oils to the body as general use, for example, to boost your immune system, the best application is to apply them to the soles of the feet. We have different kind of skin on the soles of the feet and the palms of our hands, and it absorbs even faster than any other part of our body. So if you apply essential oils onto your, the soles of your feet, they actually penetrate into the blood, go into the bloodstream and get circulating in the bloodstream so they can do their thing very, very quickly. So I recommend if you're just trying to like boost your immune system, applying to the soles of the feet is one of the best ways you can apply it to the spine on the back. Um, two, you would want to dilute it in that case and, and massage it in, but that if you can get somebody to massage, that's so nice. If you, even if you need it for your immune system or for a backache, or, you know, just to generally get it into your body, um, that's a great application too. All
1: right. And then I have to ask this because I got a few of these, um, on a camping trip a little while ago, what's your go-to to to put a drop on for a mosquito bite?
2: Oh, peppermint, peppermint by far. and. I'm going to just show it. So our peppermint, a lot of people, when they smell our peppermint, um, this beautiful organic, it's very, very strong. Um,
1: it is. I can attest <laughs> to that.
2: But when uh, you smell this peppermint, it smells more like a plant, which it should smell more like a plant than a candy cane, but it's very, very mm-hmm. strong peppermint. One single drop. You don't need a lot. You would take a drop of peppermint, right? You know, from the top or drop it onto that place, put it right over that, um, for, uh, Bug bite or mosquito bite. We also have a blend called Bug Bite that has a lot of essential oils that actually will help. uh, It it nullifies the toxin or poison that was injected into you. And so it can help bug bites, um, spider bites, bee, you know, stings, anything like that. We have one called Bug Bite, but the peppermint is good in a pinch for mosquito bites.
1: All right, awesome. Okay, uh, now let's talk about diffusing. Then Uh, you say that's the you think it's the best way generally to get most essential oils, I guess. Uh, So for people unaware of what a diffuser is or how you diffuse an oil, let's talk about that and then why.
2: I actually brought one in because I I thought we might talk about this. So this is my favorite diffuser. We sell it at Purify Skin Therapy. I think. Do you sell these at Vitality? We don't have
1: them yet, but I'll bring them in because I keep saying I'm going to. So. You've so, just sold me.
2: Well, I'll tell you why. I'll <laughs> tell you why. Most essential oil diffusers you will see, you actually get a reservoir of water and then you put essential oils down into that water. So when it's diffusing, that essential oil is, I think at once I, I did the math on it, I think it's like less than 5% of the steam that comes out of a, a normal aromatherapy diffuser is essential oil. So you get a very low dose. You get to smell it, you know, and it scents up a room, that's fine. If that's all you want, then that's totally fine. This one... As you can see, there is no water reservoir. Uh, The essential oil attaches, literally there's a straw that goes down into the essential oil bottle and you put it right into the machine. And when you turn this on, it's straight essential oil that comes out of this. And for medicinal type applications, like if you're trying, if you're, if you're not feeling good and you want to get some essential oil down into your lungs to actually boost your immune system, the other one is doing nothing. This one actually can give you a medicinal dose of essential oil. Um, now I, I tell people when you're sick, you only diffuse it for like five or 10 minutes and you sit next to it and kind of get a lot of essential oils in. As soon as your body says, Ooh, I want to turn away or I'm done you listen to your body and you turn it off because you don't diffuse it all day, every day. Just go get the water diffuser for that, that's better for that. This is like a medicinal one, but when you're sick, the other one cannot do what this one does, and it's awesome. So inhalation is amazing because you can get a lot of essential oils directly down into the lungs. If you understand how the lungs work, those essential oil molecules, because they are oil-based, now if they were water-based like an herbal thing, it would not work the same, but because they are oil-based, as soon as they go down into your lungs and they touch the walls of your lungs and they go into the alveoli of the lungs, they instantly penetrate that barrier and go right into your bloodstream. And so diffusing essential oils, do it does get essential oils strongly into the bloodstream it gets it into the body and diffusing is probably the best and most efficient way to do it most times i know a lot of people out there are saying oh you have to ingest them you know put them in your mouth or put them slather your body which really isn't the case like you said for calming literally one drop of lavender essential oil if you don't have a diffuser you can put it on a cotton ball i do this a lot i put it on a cotton ball and then i'll rub one drop around on a cotton ball Now, this is not for social settings, this is like when you're at home, (laughs) but you can pull that cotton ball in half and literally insert it in each nostril and you just created a personal diffuser and you just go around your house breathing that oil. Lavender is so calming and beautiful for that. Um, But it's inhalation is very, very powerful. It's the fastest way to get essential oils to the brain. It's the fastest way to work with emotional stuff um, or any kind of brain stuff.
1: Awesome. Okay. And uh, for for kids, uh, do you think the water diffusers make some sense? Because it's like when you said you're diluting things down, you know, 100 to 1 uh, with, with, you know, topical use or some of these other uses. Um, Would you recommend the water diffuser with little ones over the straight diffuser? Or does it depend on the oil? Or how do you answer that one?
2: It depends on what you're doing. If you're just wanting to scent up the room, then yeah, the water diffuser is fine because it's just getting the aroma up in the air. But if the child gets sick, I still recommend the medicinal grade diffuser because you're getting more molecules now. With kids, so what I did, because I know of the safety issues, I actually formulated when I was doing all my blends, we have one called Immune Blend that you carry there that I know is a good mm-hmm. a good seller for you there, because it boosts a person's immune system. It does amazing things. But that blend is not safe for kids. And so I actually formulated a whole essential oil line for kids and babies. So what I would recommend is get the kids Respiratory blend, not the adult respiratory blend, but get the kids respiratory blend. Put it in this diffuser and get those essential oils in the lungs. With the kids blends, um, they're all essential oils that are perfectly safe for kids that boost their immune system. And if you're using age-appropriate oils, you don't, you can dilute them, but you don't always have to because they're age-appropriate. Does that make sense? <laughs> so yes. you would still diffuse. Yeah. You would, but you could also, so. Like for example, with the immune blend, you wouldn't want to just dilute it down and use it for kids because there's actually essential oils in that blend that aren't good for kids. If there's at essential any, oils at any dose, right? Yeah. If there's essential oils in a blend that aren't good for kids, no matter how much you dilute it, that chemical is still in there. So you right. still don't want to use it for kids, right? And so um, you want to get the age-appropriate blend when you're dealing with kids and babies, and use that, and then you're perfectly safe.
1: Okay, cool. So you're still using the medicinal application. You're just using a different oil in some cases for kids that's going to be yep. safe for them uh, based on their age. I love that. Okay, um, now, let, real quickly, there are, I think there's a lot of confusion about this, including in my head. I'm not sure if I even have this one straight, but essential oils are very interesting because you have the chemical uh, com- compounds that are in there which are, yeah, some of those chemicals are actually creating the aroma that comes from the oil, but but not all the chemicals are doing that. There's other properties in the, in the oil. Is that accurate so far?
2: You do get some aroma from the chemicals that are found in essential oils. Most of them do add to the aroma. So most of them are smelling, but they also have amazing medicinal properties.
1: Okay. So then- yeah and that so that's the first part of the question the second part then is if you are you know scenting up a room let's just we'll use lavender because the most commonly used oil we're putting it in a water diffuser because we love how lavender smells in our house uh, we feel like it kind of de-stresses us and makes us feel a little bit more calm that kind of thing you are getting benefit from just the aroma yes um ac- oh. right but oh. not all of the benefit from just the aroma is that the right way to put it
2: no that is false so um you do get well it again sorry let me back up It depends on how you're using it for. If you're using lavender for sore muscles, then you're right. You're getting all the benefits of inhalation, but you're not getting the benefit of putting lavender on that muscle to help with the muscle. Does that make sense?
1: The same could be said about like peppermint with a mosquito bite.
2: Exactly. You can't inhale peppermint for mosquito bites. It will do nothing for (laughs) a
1: mosquito bite.
2: You actually have to apply it right to the source. However, if you're using lavender essential oil for calm, if you put it on your shoulder, you may smell it off of. It and that would help but it's actually the smell that is having the medicinal action
1: okay so, so app- it kind of depends on the application then
2: exactly there's so many applications of essential oils um and, I, and let's we'll go through and list all of them um but it really really depends on what you're working with and what you're dealing with because some people uh, that i have seen have been told oh just ingest it and it'll work false like ingesting actually works the least you it when I I don't I rarely tell people to ingest essential oils. It's basically for digestion type stuff, you know, or
1: where you're actually getting it into the digestive tract cleansing type stuff where you
2: want to get it inside the, you know, the digestive system. Otherwise, inhalation or topical application is actually better and it will work better for what you're using it for.
1: Okay. So it so is
2: are... complicated, and I apologize. It is a little bit complicated. No,
1: that's okay. I wanted to see if we could clear that up a little bit. And now I've, we're 37 minutes into this conversation. We have about 15 minutes left. Um, I want to tell everybody listening something really quickly. So I'm going to interrupt. There at, at the end of this episode, uh, there's going to be a bunch of um, basics on how to kind of demystify and simplify some of this stuff because we are talking about essential oils as this category, right? And not all essential oils are created equally in terms of how they're used, why they would be used, whether or not they're safe for a kid versus an adult and all this stuff. And we would have to do 17 episodes to get into all of that stuff. But Holly has already told me prior, and I didn't realize this until we started talking this morning, uh, that she's got a video series that's free of charge on her website. We'll have links to all of those videos that you can watch for free. Um, I will promise you they will be worth your time because, as I said, the first time I met Holly, I heard her speak in detail about this stuff. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far and feel like she's an authority on this, you'll love the videos. Uh, And I know that even though I haven't seen them yet myself, I will uh, now that I know they're available. So we'll have that on there, and we're going to try and help you really become an educated consumer of essential oils as much as we possibly can in the hour that we have. So if some of this is feeling like, we're almost making it more complicated, getting into all these this nitty-gritty. Uh, we're going to demystify some of that towards the end of the show, and there will be some really great options for you to uh, enhance your education uh, post-listening uh, to this podcast. So I just want to make sure that you know that. Also, of course, if you have questions on anything you hear on the show, you can always call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Um, I'll tell you a little secret that uh, I don't know if Holly wants me to tell you, but I have her cell phone number. Uh, And uh, (laughs) when she does ask me a question that I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. And it has to do with essential oils. She is my go-to girl for that. So I, um, that I will.
2: I'm out shopping in Jared asked me because I'm <laughs> like, okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Now I don't bother her, you know, five times a day. It's every few months I'll send her something, but she's always great to get back to me. And with good detail on what we need to know, she really does care about what she's doing. She cares about the people who use her oils and wants them to be used correctly. So uh, you can call us at Vitality. You can jump on the chat at VitalityNutrition.com and we can Answer questions that you have that arise from this podcast or any other episode as well. Okay, so I think we've covered diffusing. Uh, Let's talk about kind of a similar thing, nebulizing. How do you feel about nebulizing oils versus diffusing with the medicinal diffuser that you've shown us? It's kind of similar. How would you compare them?
2: So this is a nebulizing diffuser. Would you consider (laughs) it
1: a nebulizer? Okay,
2: absolutely. So you would use it in that way. Again, there's a there's a volume knob on the back, so you can turn the concentration of oils way down or way up. So you do have some control with this diffuser. Um, and so it just depends again on how you want to use it. You can, you can use this diffuser to scent up a room or you can put it really close to your face and breathe it in. And that's basically exactly what a nebulizer is, is straight essential oils. And, um, I do recommend that if you're sick, but only until your body, like five minutes, 10 minutes, only until your body goes, okay, I've had enough. And then you turn it off and you just do that twice a day, three times a day, maybe. And that's all you need because they're very effective once they get into the lungs. So
1: Okay, good deal. Uh, How do you feel about the the diffusers? A lot of people have these water diffusers at home. They're the most common ones for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Like with uh, someone who's using eucalyptus, for instance, because they're a little uh, congested. Uh, How do you feel about that next to the bedside overnight? Uh, Do you feel like there's benefit to that? Uh, We certainly have people that swear by that as well.
2: Thank you. Yes, they are getting some amount of eucalyptus oil, but it's a very small amount. If if they like the benefits that they're experiencing there, get this nebulizing diffuser and it will, I mean, a new door will open up to you because <laughs> it's a different world when you get a medicinal dose versus a little on the air. Um, It does different things and you'll, you'll experience the true medicinal properties of eucalyptus. I, yeah, so it's just a different, it will work on some level, but it, it's way better on the,
1: just, just more potent, stronger, uh, delivers a more powerful punch.
2: If you're using it, like you're, you're using it for some respiratory issue or for some immune issue, like get the medicinal dose.
1: Gotcha. You're not
2: getting it with the other diffuser. Yeah.
1: All right, let's talk about using uh, essential oils in way and other than medicinal use uh, for cleaning the house, for instance, uh, sanitizing, if we're trying to get away from things like Lysol wipes and that kind of stuff. Uh, talk to us about that a little bit.
2: Yes, and that is one of the classes that I have recorded, Jared. I have an hour and a half class on how to clean your house with essential oils, as well as recipes, uh, all natural recipes for all kinds of bathroom scrubs and all that kind of stuff. So check out that course uh, that you will have the link too. I have a blend that I formulated specifically for this and I call it clean and clear. And it's one of our best selling blends. Not only does it clean, literally uh, disinfects. So think of anything that you would use a Clorox wipe for to disinfect surfaces. This essential oil blend, in my opinion, works better. You make, let me grab this. So I like to use essential oils uh, in a mister like this. So you can put some water in there. Now this is water in a mister and you put some essential oils in there. Then before you use it, you shake it up really, really good cause you wanna mix those essential oils into that water. Then you can mist your countertops, your bathroom surfaces, anything in your house with this clean and clear blend let it sit for about 60 seconds, and then wipe it down with a paper towel or cloth, and you've just disinfected the whole place. Like, and it smells so good. And as you smell it, it's boosting your immune system. Unlike the toxic chemicals you know that we've, you know, Clorox and all those other things, they're quite toxic to our human bodies. Essential oils are not. So if you've never cleaned your home with essential oils, oh, switch over and try. It's amazing, because as you're using them, you're just feeling good and boosting your your health. Um, But you can, um, that clean and clear blend is also formulated to clear. So a part of it is cleaning. So that's why I call it clean and clear. And part of it is to clear negative energy. Say you um, had something traumatic happen in your home or somebody had a fight or there's negative energy. You can also use that same mister bottle and mist it around and it clears negative energy out of your home. Uh, We use it here in our wellness center. The people use it, the massage therapists use it between their massages to clear you know, the energy from their last client. So the new client comes into a beautiful cleared space, Um, but it's a really good smelling oil, but you can use all kinds of mixtures. Lemon is a really good one for cleaning your home. So is orange, Um, tea tree. Uh, Again, there's just a lot you can use to clean your home. And those, if you watch that video, You do have to be careful because you if you have pets you want to use essential oils that are safe for pets and i do address that in that video there are some essential oils that are not safe for pets but all those ones i mentioned the clean and clear blend lemon orange tea tree those are safe for pets you just have to be careful of the concentration or how much the pet is getting into does that make sense
1: Yep, absolutely. And I will say, uh, for what it's worth, Clean and Clear is my favorite oil. It's the one I use the most uh, because it has all kinds of applications. And yeah. um, that is one that I water diffuse because it just smells fantastic. Yeah. I, lo- I love the way it makes the room smell. Uh, when we're diffusing it, Vitality, that's an, uh, one that we oftentimes have. And people will walk in and say, oh my gosh, it smells so good in here. Yes. And uh, I say, yeah, that's my cologne. It's called Clean and Clear. Uh, so yeah, absolutely love that oil. It's fantastic. Uh, um, we actually have a little bit of extra time, so let's dive into this if it's okay. Well, first off, let me ask you this. Are there any other key points that you think maybe we've moved we've missed or have glossed over, or can we move on to a next set of questions?
2: I think you've done a really good job. Let me just for the your audience. Um, so we talked about topical application, inhalation, n- uh, nebulizing, <clears throat> excuse me, essential oils. There's an ingestion, but be careful with ingestion. I would actually say, if um, speak to a certified clinical aromatherapist before you ingest essential oils to make sure you're not overwhelming your liver and actually harming yourself to make sure you're doing it right. Um, but you can also use essential oils as natural perfumes. One of my favorite... Av- av- favorite applications is to use them in a bathtub. So I love using essential oils in my bath because your body will literally soak them out of the water and 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 um, absorb them and they're so great and calming in bathtubs. You can also use them for foot zones and of course misting or water diffusing you know, so all of those things, I want people to know there's so many ways to use them. So that just finishes the application. Sorry. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. No, So I asked. I appreciate that. Okay. So now, because we do have a few minutes, um, I want you to hit, we'll just do this kind of rapid fire. Some of your favorite, most universally useful essential oils. Mm-hmm. I know you have kind of a go-to top five or 10. Yes. Uh, let's, let's hit some of them. You already mentioned lemon. Let's hit lemon first and then we'll just kind of move along.
2: And you want me to like go over? Just tell us,
1: hit the oil, why why it's used, how it's used. Uh, if you can, just a couple minutes on each, we'll hit three or four of them before we're done.
2: Okay. Now any, I do have a top 10 on my website. <clears throat> and I think I have a top 10 video too, that you're linked here to We want to give oh, cool. your, your people lots of information. Um, but so I do have my top ten. Lemon is awesome. Um, you can actually use it to feel lighter. It's a citrus oil, so it makes you feel light, happy, and you know, like emotionally or energetically, it lightens and brightens. It helps with feeling anxious and depressed. So you can diffuse it for any of those things, or feel it feeling really in your head, worried and stressed. What lemon's amazing? Um, it's amazing for you to do a liver cleanse if um, and find out how to do that. And we can even like. To talk about how to do that, uh, Jared, but it's amazing. It actually um, triggers detoxification enzymes in your liver to for your liver to start cleaning itself and it will detox your liver and help your liver be clean and healthy. It's great for digestion. Um, it's great one to diffuse. Some people just like the citrus oil. So that's a great one. Another okay, one about- of my, yeah, another one of my top tens is peppermint. So I, I never leave my house without peppermint. In a pinch, peppermint can do many, many things, but for safety purposes, you need to know that you cannot use peppermint with children under the age of three years old. Um, It's a safety issue. There are kids who have had it too close to their face and um, there's a spasm in their larynx that can actually suffocate them. They can actually, uh, and kids have died from being exposed to peppermint too young. The menthol in it is just really, really too strong. So don't use this around younger kids. But anything, anyone over the age of three, like peppermint is great for bug bites and for muscle pain and for bruises and to, to uh, oh, clear your throat. And um, it actually, when you take a drop in your mouth, ours is food grade organic. Uh, it actually stimulates brain. So if you have to remember things, it helps brain function and stuff like that. Um, so peppermint, oh, and it helps with motion sickness. So that's why I never travel without it because if I ever feel motion sickness or feel nervous, I just put some peppermint on my hand and sit and breathe it. And it's amazing for that. Um, So peppermint just does, I could write a book (laughs) about peppermint alone. Then of course, lavender is very calming, uh, very good for just uh, massage in general, calming, calming muscles in your bathtub. Lavender is so great, diluted way down for babies. It helps them also feel calm and nourished and supported. We have a beautiful French lavender and we carry uh, the Bulgarian lavender. Both are certified organic, amazing, beautiful quality lavenders. My next oil I would have to say is tea tree. That's also one that I absolutely love with tea tree. You can stop a sore throat really fast. You can disinfect all kinds of skin stuff. It's also good for use on bug bites and stuff like that. The Australian army to this day still carries tea tree oil in their first aid kits because it is so good for first aid disinfecting, um, you know, immune type stuff. Tea tree is amazing. Let's see. Orange is also in my top ten. I love orange. It's very similar to lemon in its medicinal properties. You can diffuse it and feel light and airy, or you can use it in. It's great diluted greatly, but in skincare, it's awesome. Um, frankincense is in my top ten. A lot of people love frankincense. It has an affinity for the skin, diluted of course on especially on your face skin. But frankincense is anti aging and it helps you your skin be so beautiful and 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 um, vibrant and very healthy and anti-aging. Frankincense is good to inhaled for all kinds of emotional stuff, um, really heavy emotional stuff and trauma. Uh, frankincense is really good for and also really good for brain injury. Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I didn't have the list of my top 10. Oh, uh, I like spearmint and spearmint is safe for young younger kids where peppermint is not. So spearmint, if you need a mint, the power of mint, uh, you can use spearmint. And we have a beautiful organic spearmint oil uh, that is just, it makes your mouth water, it tastes, or, or it smells so good. Um, does it
1: Does it do most of the same things as peppermint? It's just not as strong? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. I didn't I didn't realize that. Excellent. Yep. All um,
2: right. And then hang on, I'm trying to think. I love myrrh oil. I think it is in my top 10, I'm trying to remember. Myrrh is an amazing oil since antiquity. They actually mummified in Egypt mummified mummies with myrrh. They had essential oils and used them very, very anciently. But they, myrrh, <clears throat> I actually teach a course in Cleopatra, used a lot of myrrh as fragrance and perfume. It smells so rich and spicy. And so it has a really cool grounding, calming, and nurturing. Sorry, <clears throat> forgive my voice today. <clears throat> has a nurturing effect on our energy, calming grounding, but it's amazing and long lasting for, for pain. And so I love using myrrh and it smells so yummy and you can use it like a perfume. (laughs) So awesome. that's a great one.
1: Let me, let me ask you a quick question, uh, because it just, you mentioned a couple of kinds of lavender. There's also a lavender known as spike lavender. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of questions about why spike lavender versus Regular lavender. Uh, is there a difference? Is there a reason why you'd use spike versus Bulgarian versus French?
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, spike lavender is a completely different plant. So, think of okay. it like lavender and marjoram. <clears throat> Sorry, all of a sudden, my voice. If you,
1: if you need to take a second and grab a drink, you can because we I'm can ready. edit. Yeah. <clears throat> You're good. Sorry. <clears throat> problem. I've been doing it too. <laughs>
2: so yes they are different plant species i mean it is in the lavender family but so is marjoram so is mint right and so um they are different species spike lavender is technically a lavender but it does very different stuff where um lavendula angustifolia is the botanical name of lavender okay. you want to make sure it's that plant and even our french lavender is the same Lavandula angustifolia but it's just grown in france so it's the same lavender plant just grown in france Spike lavender is a different botanical name because it's not that. Spike lavender is very um, energizing and stimulating, where regular lavender is calming and relaxing. So if people hmm. use spike lavender and say, oh, I want to calm down and diffuse spike lavender, they are not going to get the same effect. So, yeah, you do need to know. And it's tricky. And there's also one called lavendin. I don't know if you've heard that one. Yeah, but, I uh, have. They're just different species. They do. They are in the lavender family, but they do not do the same medicinal problems.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, that has taken us up to the time limit that we have for today. I was worried we wouldn't get it all in, but I think we've done a pretty good job. So let's talk really quickly. I'll let you verbally say it, but then I'll remind everybody everything that Holly's about ready to tell you uh, is available on her website and we'll have links to it in the show description. But you mentioned the videos. Uh, How else can people get educated on your website? Because there's a lot of good stuff over there.
2: Yeah. And um, it's hard. Cause I used to have a category on my website that said, if you have headaches, click here and it showed all the oils you can use and how uh, to use them. But that was practicing medicine. So I had to take all that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really tricky. Cause I want to give everybody great information. You can always uh, sign up for an aromatherapy consultation with me. If you feel like you have issues that you want to talk about and you want to use essential oils. Um, I do aromatherapy consultations all the time. Okay. Um, and so you can buy those on our website. There's those free videos on our website and in the future. Um, I think next spring, spring or next summer I'll be releasing a whole new video series a uh, really really awesome deep deeper education into essential oils for those who are interested so
1: Fantastic. And of course, uh, if you have questions, like I said, you can reach out to us at Vitality as well. I have uh, the hotline for Holly. So if you ask me a question that's too difficult for me to answer, I know someone who can. You call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You can also check us out and check out uh, Purify Skin Therapy at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful and at VitalityNutrition.com. Holly, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, I'm sure some of my longtime listeners uh, recognized your voice, but uh, it's been a while since you've been on and we have a lot of new listeners and I wanted to make sure that they were exposed to your expertise as well. So thank you so much for your passion about this, your education and your willingness to share it with us.
2: Thank you, Jared. Thank you.
1: All right. And for you listening, I hope this has been a treasure trove of information about essential oils and aromatherapy. I do feel like it may be one of the most misunderstood categories in natural health and healing. And uh, it still is a category that I feel like, even though I've spent a lot of time selling and educating myself on it, I'm still learning all the time as well. There's a ton to learn. So hopefully, this was helpful for you. If it was, uh, please let me know. Uh, Jump into the Facebook uh, listeners community if you're not already in there and comment on this. Let us know how we're doing on the show. And again, if you have questions, you know how to reach out. All of the links for the videos will be in the show description. And until next time, I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio.
0: You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag VitalityRadioPodcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.